it's happy rainbow fun time back and better than ever we are loud and proud webtoon lovers and we don't care who knows it yeah okay we're good hi (laughs) welcome to this week's episode of happy rainbow fun time i have good news after a long time literally three months of waiting I have learned that I will be starting uh, my UX UI design course that I have paid for on Valentine's Day. Um, happy Valentine's Day to me. If you know me or have followed this podcast, oh, <laughs> I've bitched about it for a long time and I wanted to do this. Um, it's one of those tech boot camps that you see in ads on whatever platform of the internet you're on <laughs> if you got a college degree and you talk about changing your careers. Um, and it's something I'm pretty excited about. It is very expensive, something that I put a lot of money into over two years. And I like had to leave the program because I started it because my dad died. And then I waited two years to come back and had to write a whole big letter about why I waited two years to come back to this thing that I left to get back in. And yeah, it was a little traumatic. I'm not going to lie. Cause like, the snowpocalypse happened in Texas and then my dad died almost immediately after that shit. So like, it's not that the snowpocalypse killed him, but like <laughs> it did not speed. I mean, it sped things up for sure. It was very yikes. It's just a one, two punch that was not what I needed. Um, anyway, so wrote the letter. I totally get it. It was not, um, emotional manipulation. It was like, it was a very interesting conversation. A lot of you are getting this out of context, but like I had to write, um, a letter appealing basically to the readmission board to get access to, um, remote learning. So I like being in the class with everyone else who signed up for this cohort, I still had access to the materials when I first got into the class, you have lifetime access. That was important to me in this course when I picked it out of all the other ones was that I would have access to this network of people, um, like graduates, teachers, and resources like forever, as long as you pay and complete, or as long as you pay really, because as we saw, I hadn't completed it yet and I could still look at it. Um, But if I didn't get readmission, I would work with a tutor one-on-one uh, which is not what I paid 11 and a half grand for. I paid 11 and a half grand to collaborate with other people <laughs> to uh, learn how to do this job before I go out and do it. So it's been very stressful trying to get this back into motion. So I just wanted to start off with my very dramatic, uh, long ending saga coming to a close with school starting. Like, wow. Was this going back to school? You know, <laughs> I thought that was gonna happen again. It's only one class. It'll be fine. And it's uh, what, like three or four months? Of it is class six work? months. Oh, it's part time in the evenings. Okay. Um, yeah. The other option for y'all who are interested in doing some sort of career changing boot camp, please reach out to me. I'd be happy to help you out. Um, but you can, a lot of programs have either like a super concentrated period of time, like you're doing it for like three or four months, but you're doing it like full-time. Like you Mm. are between jobs, you have like 10 grand drop or like you can, 
Uh, there's some programs that let you pay for the course after you finish, once you get hired and they garnish it from your wages. I said, absolutely not. So yeah, uh, just a big investment in myself, which is not something I have done. This is the biggest one I've done so far, especially monetarily. Um, so I'm trying not to be too hard on myself about it and like put a lot of pressure because I'm excited about this thing. Um, but I also cried when I finally got in touch with the um, admissions guy because he hadn't talked to me for three months because the holidays happened and then his boss went on maternity leave early so he had to like level up and then um, the power went out in Texas again so it just was like three months of psychotic waiting all my friends were just like why don't you reach out to him and it's just like after the holidays when I reached out a couple times and he just didn't respond to me I was like I'm gonna wait I was like I'm just gonna reach out closer to the deadline and I did and it worked out not because I did that but he hadn't forgotten about me he told me all these things I'm just like really glad that trusting him and like having some faith that he was going through some shit because <laughs> it would be really upsetting otherwise and I would I don't know I don't like to you know uh complain like at restaurants or something like this but like that's I don't want it to happen to someone else and that's why I say something usually it's not because I'm having a bad time it's just that I'm like I hope this doesn't happen to anyone else like this is the right person for it to happen to like you at the restaurant with that girl like you all handled it so well given the fact that I would have lost my fucking shit way earlier I would have been like yeah <laughs> we went over it in the last uh episode or so yeah Ooh. I found that my um, patience sometimes is I let things go for too long. So I'm trying to be more like, hey, this thing needs to be addressed. But when it's like somebody from like, when it's like a waitress, it's like mm -hmm. I'm not going to come for her. <laughs> but I don't know, like uh, I think some candid feedback with that admissions officer was being like, hey, by the way, like that was a really long time to have to wait to like be in limbo. Um, so maybe there could be like an automated message if stuff is going on, like, cause that they don't want to lose people or have people not like reach out to them because of poor communication. Like, yeah, that that's actually phenomenal feedback. And I am going to wait to oh, yeah, for sure. Wait till you're in. <laughs> <laughs> not even just me but like apparently multiple classes for different types of tech things are launching at the same time and he's like stressed about these deadlines because he cares yeah. so I'm just like yeah. yes and I will craft it and probably run it through Catherine a couple times um for new yeah. my older sister who works in the big corporate world and has big girl boss pants that I translate corporate speak to um yeah because when I tell you <laughs> this was like on my back and on my mind, I was not sleeping. I was very stressed about this. And I didn't quite realize how stressed I was until he responded to me to set up a phone call. And I like burst into tears, like immediately, like I'm a crybaby. Do not yeah. get me wrong. And I'm a frustrated crier, but like not at the drop of a hat. Like it takes a lot. Like I'm really good at yeah. crying for a long time. Um, and my mom was like, oh my God, because I'm just like, 
sitting there reading my email and I into years. And she yeah. was like, are you okay? I was like, she knows who it is. It's all who I talk about when she calls me. Yeah. Um, he would yeah. probably appreciate, like, probably don't be like, you made me cry, but like feedback like that, you know, people are trying to, to improve like the courses that they have and like how they can help people out. And especially with like such a large investment, it's just like, oh, uh, like, he's got he should know um i'm sure i'm sure they have a feedback loop somewhere that's yeah and that's what my so compounded feedback is that there was an admissions counselor who reached out to me about my interest getting back into the class because i went back onto the website and i was like hello i was previously enrolled in this class i had to leave due to you know extreme family circumstances i'd like to re-enroll and come back. I want to start that process. Where do I need to go? And this woman reached out to me. So she's like the front person who would like interview you, recruit you, like read over your resume, whatever. Reached out to her and she's like, you need to talk to this guy. And I was like, great. That's the guy who handled my shit last time. I have his phone number, like could not get a hold of him. I reach out to her, let her know I'm interested, tell her I can't get a hold of him. She's like, well, he's the one standing in the, or like the only thing that is between you and this is him, right? Um, I CC her on all these emails that get no responses from this man. And she does absolutely fucking nothing. She doesn't think to maybe reach out to him on the side and be like, hey, you okay? Nothing I could do? Like, let me, let me reach out to him for you. Cause we work together in the same fucking company. So like, screw you, Nancy Riviata, uh, stupid bitch. Just like, sorry, to me, to me, if you're an admissions counselor trying to squeeze 11.5 grand out of people, you'd want to make the connection happen. What the fuck? I just, customer service, man. I have so many opinions about it. I just, I would do it so differently, but I don't want to do it. So I'm just like real clear, critical of people who want to do it their way. I just don't agree. I just don't agree. My patience has run out for dumb shit. I feel like I've let a lot of dumb shit happen, tolerated a lot of dumb shit. I've done a lot of dumb shit. Um, and I'm kind of tired of wasting time. So like, I love the journey, but I'm tired of this journey. So I'm going to get to this destination and like start off for something else. That's how I feel about it. Um, but that's my good news, Katie. What you got? What you got to give us? Oh, I have something that's like completely not related to anything. Um, that's usually it's, how. it's really funny. And I wanted to um, ask you if you've ever done this. So, um, oh no, we are self, we are self-identifying weebs. Um, watch a lot of anime, <laughs> watch a lot of anime. And recently I saw, not recently, like six months ago, I saw a video where somebody had taken the song Dear Maria by all-time low yeah it's all-time low and put it over an anime intro the particular anime that they did the intro for was um my hero academia and they like just dropped the song like directly over the intro and it matched perfectly like perfectly it matched and so my new thing now is like I'll watch the first episode of an anime and then like episode two or three I will <laughs> mute it and play Dear Maria and see if it matches up and I have like a 95% match like match rate <laughs> the only I was gonna be like 
I need rankings. What's going on? That's crazy. Is yeah. it it's a specific time signature or some shit? I think it's the, yeah, I think it's the, um, okay. So for reference, so just, I'm going to pull up the words. So this that is I, can, like, I know all the words to it, but, um, not I what I thought we were going, but I'm so glad we're here. It's okay. about the journey. <laughs> um the dear maria test i was like is that something we learned in calm that i just forgot i was like no that's bechdel i was like i don't know what this is no this is um yeah let me let me pull up the lyrics punk emo kid bechdel test yeah so okay so for stand for a standard anime intro you have like um a lot of the times it'll be like uh a scene of like the, the main characters interacting and then it'll fade and the logo of the anime will like appear on screen and then it'll flash away and it'll like show the characters and if it's a fight one there'll be a point where like the bad guy and the good guy like face off and then there'll be like a fight and they're like flying through the air or whatever like st Always it's standard there's the a there's a format like there is a format I got you. And, um, for shonen intros. For shonen intros. Um, or even, would you say, I'm like thinking of sport intros? Probably generally. Honestly, I'm going to watch the, I'm going to watch the Super Bowl today. Like I might like, well, even I want to try, try it over like Sunday night football's intro. Cause they have like mm. um, <laughs> Sunday night intro. And for a while, yeah. like, Carrie Underwood be like, it's Sunday night. Um, the intro um okay so i think what is important about dear maria is that it has an intro in the song so at the very beginning of the song it goes i got your picture i'm coming with you dear maria count me in there's a story at the bottom of this bottle and i'm the pen and then it does a hard cut to just like guitar just like and so like just a vocal intro yeah, so like there's like stick? it's like it's like emo, uh, it's like Midwest emo bands in like where it's just like a small guitar riff, and then it's like, I got your picture, I'm coming with you, dear Maria, count me in. There's a story at the bottom of this bottle, and I'm the pen, drum beat, guitar solo. Huh. Okay, cool. And it like is a pretty it's like a good chunk. So that intro falls perfectly onto the anime like um first like three seconds of the intro and then when the drum beat hits almost every single time with the drum beat hits guitar starts logo shows wow and then there's guitar 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 and there'll be like some flashing of things sometimes it's just like the logo fading out and then it's like when the lights go out i want to watch the way you take the storm stage by storm and then you'll see like two characters show up and they start like doing the circle thing of the characters <laughs> doing their thing and it it has worked on attack on titan my hero academia um the promised neverland it worked on spy family season one but not the second the first half of season one not the second half it didn't work second half first intro not the second one it works on demon slayer mm -hmm. It works on, or did I already say my hero? It works on every season of I, My Hero Academia. <laughs> um, so I have like, I, I, I know I've tested it on more. I have like almost 10 that it works on. And 
I, I love just, this. <laughs> I'm already just, making a list. I'm like, okay, so Jujutsu Kaisen, I need to try Hunter Hunter. I'm like XXX Holic. I don't know how to yeah, say it, I'm but like, I'm watching it. I was seriously considering just like going through Netflix and just being like, just play the intros. So here's the thing. You could make us viral <laughs> by doing this. And I just need you to know that you're holding something very powerful and dangerous right now. I know that you found this with some other intro, but like, it's the replication, baby. I, I want to, the thing is, I want to find the original video so that I can like give credit where credit's due and then just Absolutely. be like, and then also I did it for a hundred others. <laughs> you should be like, you should make it like a research slant. Like you're like original source text and then you're like. <laughs> Uh, PhD thesis and yeah. you just have your whole fucking just like that would be pretty source, cool and then like success no success like you're not wrong like mm -hmm. and so my my ask for everyone is like if you're watching anime just like give it a chance and then let me know if it worked or not um <laughs> so I have to know my question because I'm a little irritating uh when you play the song, how do you play them at the same time? <laughs> how do you sync them up? So, um, oh, what I've been doing recently is I mute the television, I pull up the song on Spotify, and then I click play at the same time. <laughs> oh, so you have two separate devices. Cannot do this on a laptop. Uh, I'm sure you could. Um, Probably I, easier sure not that, to do it on a laptop. I'm sure there's better ways of doing how I'm doing it, but... Oh yeah, we could like upload everything and then sync it, but like it's not fun when you sync it. Well, I mean, and that's the thing not. is like there's humor, human error in it. So sometimes like it's not a perfect selection, and so you kind of have to go like, okay, no, but I hit this little late, so like margin of error, it still excuse mm -hmm. me, it still fits. But mm -hmm. um, yeah, I do it. I've been doing it for like six months, and <laughs> I think you're right. I needed to start. <laughs> I just be like, dear Maria Tess, take two. <laughs> like, that's all our Instagram is gonna be is just me doing dear Maria tests. Um, Absolutely. And I'll intro it. Okay, 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 okay. I actually have like promotional information for the rest of the year. I guess it's just. <laughs> um, I I will post the first one as a reference. Dear Maria like, Monday. Dear Maria Monday. Oh, hey guys, welcome to Dear Maria Monday, where we. <laughs> <laughs> No context, no context. <laughs> Just tell them what you're doing. I, I love it. Welcome to Dear Mary on Mondays plays the video. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. So this is, this is how I spend my time. Um, I think what I'll be able to do, I think I don't need to talk through how I'm going to make these reels because it'll be a reel. Um, but yeah, uh, <laughs> I want to, I want to find like credit where credit's due. Let me see if I can find it. Um, I just think the amount of joy that this brings you makes me so happy. And I like, I was hanging out with Brian earlier and we were listening to punk music and emo music. And he's super into that shit. Um, and he was just like, this song, what did he say? Did you listen to AFI? And I was like, absolutely not. <laughs> I was like, that was not, that was not me at all. Oh my God. Um, the talented, all of them so talented. Pop, pop punk, punk, emo, 
all great bands, talented artists, almost all of them, just not my vibe. Pause. Okay, so first off, I want to note there's two videos. When I first searched, like, Dear Maria, My Hero Academia, there's two videos that pop up, both from 2021. One is April 19th from Gid Kid Dad. The YouTube video is called Dear Maria is really just an anime intro of My Hero Academia. And then um, there's the second one came out a day later, which has, like, way more views. So I have a feeling that somebody was copied. But the other video is by Sakura Melodies, and the video is called My My Hero Academia OP, but it's Dear Maria, Count Me In. Um, Dear Maria is just the opening to an anime. So that is my, my source material. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, coming, coming soon to an Instagram near you will be Dear Maria Mondays. <laughs> <laughs> at hrf time y'all at hrf time where we will test um uh, songs uh we will test animes against dear maria yeah i love it um so back to like the pop punk um emo vibe i got tickets for fallout boy okay congrats <laughs> they are a band that i would go see they are great yeah, they are playing in San Diego in July. Oh, dope. For like 4th of July stuff or no? They're, I mean, they're touring. So um, they just like, they're falling in San Diego, I think on the first. And then they'll be in LA for like the second and third. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I got tickets and I'm really outside. I got them pretty style. Wow. And they were like relatively like decent tickets for a reasonable price like combined getting the two it was like a hundred dollars a ticket like okay was really face surprised. value ticket was a hundred bucks that's not bad at all well no like after fees so oh so face value of ticket was less than a hundred bucks okay yeah tickets range from like 50 to 60 like 50 to 70 with the so pre-sale you don't have access to everything so like the floor wasn't open so i couldn't ah. or the pit wasn't open so i couldn't like look into the pit but i was like i don't want to be in the pit mm -hmm. um I wasn't great. in the pit for My Chemical Romance. I wasn't in the pit for Panic at the Disco. I don't need to be in the pit for Fall Boy. Mm -hmm. um, and I also was like, I don't really want to spend, the price of ticket is important to me because if I spend like $300 for a ticket, it needs to be like a life-changing event. Mm -hmm. I would have paid $300 to see My Chemical Romance in the pit, but, and it would have been a life-changing event, but I wanted to go with somebody. Yeah, because so you would have gotten a fucking broken arm and a concussion. <laughs> that would have been life-changing. No, we don't go that hard. <laughs> like, I don't I believe you. Sorry. I just, I went to, what did, so the one that we went to that tours around the U.S., Jimmy Wednesday? No, what is it called? Jimmy World. Jim, no, what is the emo night? Emo, emo night. night. Emo night is what we went to. Jimmy yeah. Wednesday is what we need to go to when you visit Austin <laughs> okay. at this bar called Barb's. There is a pit where you can get hurt. Is that a bar? Yeah, so like, I mean, at emo Tuesdays night, I... And Jimmy Eat Wednesdays are the same place. And like oh, chaotic Tuesdays. dancing, like divey, wivey bar is the place. So I'm glad you don't go hard at Fallout Boy. I guess. Um, no, also, emo night. I got elbowed in the head, and that wasn't great. Um, and that was like surprising, but it was mostly people just like jumping around. There wasn't really like shoving in the same way. But um, My Chemical Romance, I really don't think is like shoving music. Like, <laughs> oh, I was about to make a really bad joke. Fuck oh, me. Oh no! Don't pick on my boys. 
um yeah but i got i got i got fall boy tickets and then somebody was like oh are you gonna go to the afi show and i was like not really there was like that one song that i like sang when you mentioned afi but like Mm -hmm. i don't they weren't like my main band um Mm -hmm. but yeah i am i am part of that collection people who are like oh pop punk stuff well it's like Either you're a Disney adult or you're a pop punk adult. I mean, I do have Toy Story adult. in my room. Elder um, emos, what are they called? Yeah, they're. I think they're were currently referred to as elder emos. I told you, I told you guys about the girl that I met who was in high school at the fucking mind count concert. She was like, "So are you like a real fan?" I'm like, "Bitch, I'm an original fan. Like, find me in the parking lot." <laughs> when did they come out? Um, when did they debut? <laughs> when did they debut i want to say i'm trying to remember i want to say um welcome to the black parade came out and that wasn't their first album i want to say it came out in like 2010 i just want to know how old she was she was like 15 or 16 so she like (laughs) was both she was like four when wait Oh, you were 15 or 16. She was four. She's not listening to fucking My Chemical Romance at four years old. Bitch, shut the fuck up. Yeah, you know, she was like, she, like whatever Disney shit was going on. Yeah, fuck she you. was, um, yeah, she was like fan testing me. And I was like, bitch, I was part of the demo when it first came out. <laughs> wow. Kitty said, fuck flex. Yeah. Uh, That's so annoying. Also, people like, we talk about, fans a lot on the podcast i feel like both of us have opinions about fans and proper fan etiquette not to be restrictive we're just like don't be a fucking dick about it oh no no no, no. when people fan test 2006 she was not even a thought on her parents minds (laughs) about conceiving her yet fuck that (laughs) yeah it was it was i mean it was funny it was fine but i was like honey 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 I just I was listening to them on the single family computer after like fighting off my entire family to have computer access when she had like an iPhone and was able to listen to music like don't even talk to me um she doesn't know how to don't worry (laughs) she was literally she she was like beautifully weird in her like awkward little theater kid way um It was uh, it was big theater kid vibes. All right. Well, I was a loud shitty theater kid. Yeah, yeah. you were. I feel um, like I was first of all, you didn't know me in high school. <laughs> okay, but I got Aww. I got like fresh out of high school, Elizabeth senior year or freshman year of college. Like there was a lot of big theater shit. Mm, I don't think I was a dick about it though. I was a dick, but not about it. <laughs> fine i'm not judging you i'm just as an observer observing i observed just not a fan checker that's all just not a fan checker that was like the theater kids in fucking um trinity who are like "Mm, hamilton oh my god i know (laughs) i didn't keep up with it once i left community theater in high school i just like 
didn't need to know what the hippest newest shit was i fell off i've still yeah. never seen or listened to hamilton like i'm sure i've listened to tracks it's, i saw it it's great like it's a great show and the funny thing was that i was able to throw him throw back at him was because like that song was originally part of like the white house press conference and like was performed there back like before the show even premiered and they were like singing songs from it i was like oh that's from like the white house press conference and they're like it's obviously from hamilton how do you not know and then i like hold up the video and they were like oh it's like yeah i really liked fact checking um the theater kids because they were such jokes dude first of all fact checking is my secret love language my toxic love language. <laughs> <laughs> my family will do it too like at the table and i'm like mm-hmm. why and i told him to stop doing that i was like please stop doing this i you can fact check me later, but like, don't fucking pull out your phone like while we're talking. So or like story embellishing. Sorry, I'm a storyteller. Should have been something else. But my little sister will like plug in the details, and I'm just like, you want to tell the story? And she's like, no, but you're telling it wrong. I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm telling my story. <laughs> you are clearly ruining it. Hate that shit. Okay, so we've talked about things that we hate about, things about we love, the Dear Maria test. Um, we've like thrown it into the abyss, so now I have to do it. Um, mm-hmm. Do you want to talk about webcoms? Absolutely. Cool. We will be back Next with Webcomic Corner. Comic Corner, Webcomic Corner, the part where we talk about comics. Hello, this Hi. week. <laughs> on web on my corner i'm talking about a comic that i have subscribed to probably three or four months ago and haven't looked at once why did i subscribe you may ask because the thumbnail art was so fucking cute it was so cute and i read the summary and i was hesitant and then i finally for y'all read the first three episodes and i can't put it down <laughs> so Without further ado, Operation True Love. Oh, yay. I'm glad you're mm-hmm. talking about this. By Ko Kali and Dalidum. Uh Updates every Friday. And it's a romance. Um, I'm in my romance era right now. I have a lot of them lined up to talk about. Um, so this one is... Oof, it's a lot. Y'all buckle up. It's hard dating someone who won't give you the time of day arrow in the heart. Sue Shim knows that better than anyone, having dated her indifferent boyfriend, Minu Kang, for years. She sometimes wishes she could be more like her charismatic stepsister, Raim, who seems to have it all. But life takes a turn for the weird when Sue discovers Jelly Pop, a sentient flip phone in her locker. Jelly Pop has a lot to say about her love life, especially as Sue drifts further away from Minu and finds herself running into Minu's friend, Yunhyuk. Added to the mix, a growing suspicion that Minu and Rahim might be more than friends, and Sue might need a miracle to navigate the ups and downs of high school romance! Exclamation point. Um, <laughs> so here's why I was turned off. I hate watching high school girls date in different boyfriends i hate watching adult girls women ladies date in different boyfriends 
I hate watching indifference in long-term relationships. It makes me so sad. It makes me so sad. Um, I'm just someone who gives a shit and cares a lot too much, arguably about everything all the time. But like, I just can't comprehend indifference. Um, ooh. And then um, that is what was a turnoff for me reading this summary. What keeps me or kept me like subscribed and waiting was the sentient phone in her locker. <laughs> like, I love when there's like, uh, it's not, it's fantastical, but it's like sci-fi, right? It's fantastical sci-fi uh, elements that just kind of like is a guide for this teenage girl, I guess. And in the first few episodes, um, you really do understand Shelly Bob's sentience. Like there's a whole personality. Um, it's very interesting to see that Sue is the only one who can uh, use this phone. So you figure that out pretty early. So it's not just like anyone gets a hold of this and now they're like OP Cupid and like understand, you know, everyone's love triangle. Um, it's just for her shows up in her locker the whole like she tries to get rid of it and it comes back to her locker that happens first three episodes so we're not spoiling much uh <laughs> but uh there's this interesting concept introduced at the beginning of the series about like uh, people having a finite amount of love they receive um can't wait to see how this is explored in the series but um uh, if you think about the tax reaper which i talked about many moons ago every person in that comic has the amount of tax that they've been avoiding over their head. In this comic, with the cell phone, Sue, the main character, can see how much love people are supposed to receive their whole life versus how much they've received so far, um, which is wild. She's like, some people just aren't destined to be loved. Some people are destined to just have more love than they know what to do with. And it's um, an interesting concept. I'm excited to see it play out. But uh, my eyebrows are at my hairline. Like, I'm just very, I'm not, I'm a little wary of the comic. I just, you know, you and I have opinions about romances and there's tropes that we really fucking can't stand. And there's like thing like storylines that mm, some creators romanticize that we don't think should be romanticized necessarily. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm just... I'm titillated. I'm very interested and I want to see how this plays out. Um, but I think it's going to be a little more tea, like jaw clenching for me than I would like, like kind of painfully wading through high school a little bit again in this comic, but in like a very uh, over the head kind of like beat you over the head kind of way. Like some people get more love than others. Like it's going to be very, um, very overtly shoved you. <laughs> um, this stepsister that's introduced in the summary, you meet within the first few episodes. Um, I don't, I hate the blonde brunette dichotomy, but it's here. Uh, our main character, Sue, is a brunette. Bob bangs, super cute. And her stepsister, who um, joins their family at a young age and they grow up together, is like long, luscious blonde locks, like object of everyone's affection. Um, and the boyfriend is very indifferent. Like it's not even like he's not even a little bit pretending. So at the beginning, I'm already worried about Sue and her like 
self-esteem and self-worth. I went through a lot. I was like, well, how do I want to phrase this? Because mm, as someone who definitely put up with fucking stupid shit in high school, dating my high school boyfriend, like I get why you do it, the reason behind it, like people, and we haven't explored this, but like for me, I wasn't getting attention at home. So I would get attention from my boyfriend and it filled some sort of void. So I'm like, is she insecure? Yeah, probably because she has a super cute stepsister who has everyone's obsessed with, right? And she's kind of like in the shadows. I just, uh, I guess I'm triggered. I don't want to say it, but I was like, <laughs> I feel like this comic I've stayed away from because it's going to be this weird little like fantasy spiral I probably thought about at some point. <laughs> Where I'm just like, give me all the answers. Who's my crush? Who likes me? Right. Um, so that's interesting. I think the best friend trope is always interesting as well. I'm excited to see how that plays out because the best friend, um, Yun Hyuk, is portrayed as the like strong, silent type. Um, mm-hmm. Minu's like the charismatic, Minu Husue's boyfriend is the charismatic outgoing type not that he's the one to necessarily be loud and gregarious but like everyone flocks to him and he is socializing accordingly he's not like one of those um main character popular dudes who like always has to be the center of attention he just is everyone makes him the center of attention you know what i mean yeah hmm Mm-hmm. So, and uh, and the create sorry illustration style very very um cutesy wootsy almost like sticker vibes like everyone could be peeled off and put as a fan as like you as a fan could put a sticker of any of them anywhere. Um, color is used really well, I think. Um, no one has like crazy colored hair. It's pretty grounded in reality, but everything's like um cutesy wootsy dream dreamy I don't know it just gives me like I'm reading a manhwa mm-hmm. one of my life technically um you get like chibi versions fun like side inserts for reactions it's like fun and cute but also like very well illustrated and designed um shadow work detail I don't want to say it gives me the impression of line art, but it's like almost like um, like the comic, if you're not paying attention, looks like it is flat and 2D, but it's because everything blends well together. I think that it looks cohesive like that. But when you look into each panel, there's so much more detail for you to see. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, so yes. It updates on Fridays uh, for comics that you may also enjoy if you saw this and read it right away, unlike me. Uh, the comics that you want to look at are Romance 101, which we have already talked about um, and we still love a lot. And then I never know where to find this and it never moves. It's at the bottom of the episode. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, back to you, which. I don't think either of us have read 10 years. Oh, did you talk about Back to You? I don't know. She died. Like. Let me see. Turn it around. Let me look at it. Let me know a little bit. 
no oh yes i started it got it okay watched, i haven't read all of it it's the same people that did um oh let me look up their pull up their um, yeah flow no they did something else not just flow they had another one that they mm. it's not showing up on my app is it showing up on your app sketch i don't recall i don't recall but you I'm, stopped it i think i'm remembering a different one it's showing that i read all of them i just don't remember it that's wild um which i mean oh no i read the first nine so yeah i did i did stop it at some point but um yeah, I don't, what's the third? I know that they've been adding more, but what's the third one that they've suggested for? Um... Seasons of Blossom by Naman. Oh, I've had that one recommended to me too, but I've never, I've never read it. Um, was it Operation True Love is one of those things where like, I saw it, I thought that it was really cute and I just like saved it and I just never read it. So mm -hmm. I'll have to go in. I'm actually currently like binge reading a different one and I like can't introduce another binge read um, for at least two weeks. So I'll do well, that <laughs> luckily there's only 39 episodes which we all know is basically one night's reading uh for to be honest <laughs> before bed yeah so, I read 30 uh, episodes yesterday so. like fucking half an hour yeah. um but yes what has captured your attention this week Katie so I'm actually going to talk about that one next week because I want to catch up fully before I talk about it um so I'll I'll talk about it at the end but um my my comic to talk about this week is Men of the Harem, which we did talk about at the end of season two. Um, it was our um, so December um, publication. I'll link it in the show notes. But um, Men of the Harem has been on hiatus for a little while, um, prepping for season two. We're gonna do a real quick season one recap. So like, this is your official spoiler alert. If you haven't read season one, I am gonna give some spoilers. Um, but even if you haven't read it, this is more of a just like, you guys should read this because it's really good. Um, it's by Alpha Tart and Young Ben. Um, Alpha Tart also wrote The Remarried Princess. So if you enjoyed The Remarried Princess and are waiting for like that one to restart, um, Men of the Harem is a nice place. I uh the common themes of it are like the reverse harem that like which we know you <laughs> love which we know i love um which is like really popular in a lot of things like um like Oregon high school host club um is like the example of a reverse harem so think like one woman bunch of men um and there are a bunch of love interests and um this one is actually called men of the harem so um Scorned by her lover and thrown into power after the mysterious assassination of her father, Latil must marry to secure her sovereignty of Tarium. Instead of choosing one man to become her royal, royal consort, she chooses five young men from all walks of life to join her harem. Will Latil ever solve her father's murder? And can she keep the peace in her harem? Updates every Sunday. Um, Okay, so there's a lot to unpack here. So <laughs> we start, there's like, so that the crazy thing about this is like so much happens and like so much world building happens. So we yes. find out that there's like, there's magic, there's magic. Um, we're still kind of like figuring out some of the rules because 
people in the world don't even know all the rules mm -hmm. because um black magic and like dark magic kind of comes in waves and so it's been like a hundred years since they've had any issues with dark magic and now they're starting to see like zombies and possessions and things pop up but it's been so long since they've been dealt with that <laughs> people thought they were just gone and eradicated and then and then they're finding out histories of like oh this had existed in the past, but we don't have like all of this documentation, like we don't have it. So um, there's magic, there's betrayal, really hot guys. Um, the oh, all the types, all the tropey types of fanfic of men that you want. There's one. Everyone, for we'll go through all of them. Um, uh, so, and the other thing that I really like is how. Um, Lattle is written. Lattle? I don't know how she say it. Um, but um, so you first meet her, and you know, she's a woman in love. You know, she's wearing the dresses, she's like rendezvousing with her lover, and her lover turns out to be the heir to a neighboring kingdom. So she kind of has it in her head that she's gonna marry this guy, will be empress of this other heir, this other kingdom, and um her brother will be the emperor of her kingdom. Um, well, there's war breaks out in her lover's territory. He has to go defend his like hold to the throne. And during all of that unrest, one of the things that he does to secure his position is marry part of the opposition, like the opposition's daughter. Mm. So this is something that he does to like secure his standing. And so that all happens within like the first episode. Yeah. Lattle finds out is a woman scorned, is very upset and actually like goes as um, representative from her kingdom to the wedding um, and is kind of like, okay, this is done. Like you can't, like you betrayed me. Um, we're over. I don't want to talk to you ever again. Like peace um as one should generally yeah and, and she's like you're married like yeah. I'm not I don't care that you still love me or you haven't consummated your marriage or you're only in the marriage to like secure an heir like it still means that you're going to like have sex with another woman um and produce an heir with somebody who's not me um mm. so she she bounces pretty hard um and there's there's still unrest there. Like there's still like confusion around magic there. There's like things going on there that we, we've kind of seen like bits and pieces of, but nothing like super huge. So she comes back to her um, kingdom and her brother, her, her um, biological full brother is like, I don't want to be heir. I'm gonna join like the ministry um and that means that Laddle is the successor there is a half sibling from a um consort so like they've established that um the royalty can have um a harem so mm -hmm. there's the empress and then there's the consorts and um there's a half sibling with one of the consorts he is not 
next like he could have been chosen as next in line they, they those children kind of exist as like backups in case something else happens to like the legitimate bloodline um but he's not he's not chosen as successor Lottel is chosen as su successor her father is mysteriously murdered and her half-sibling revolts and she's they starts a war so for her to secure her seat, she kind of feigned um, like innocence and weakness to get people onto her team. So she would go around, she's like, I'm but a woman and I need help. And they were like, oh yeah, we'll help you. Like, well, you gotta marry my son. She's like, okay. <laughs> and she did this like around, <laughs> around different places. And the thing is like, she's a badass fighter. Like you find out that like, she is a very um well-established swordsman um her roles are everything's like gender neutral or not even gender neutral like it definitely like favors male language so like she is the emperor not the empress like she's a swordsman not a sort of sword person or whatever so like it, it's showing hierarchy in the sense that they're using like male terms to kind of like establish her standing um but it also is like interesting in, in the sense of like she's fitting into the male roles without them like changing anything necessarily for her so she's just kind of like cool it's a man's world but i'm in charge so i i'm i am now empress or whatever or emperor um defeats her half brother he gets executed her, his mother gets shunned i think she's like put in jail she's in she's in control everybody's like all right pay up it's time to marry so and so and she's like oh well since we're allowed to have more than one royal consort and i don't want to get married tomorrow um i'm gonna have five husbands essentially what she does um so she and so there's um a prince from her lover's country. So her lover's brother thinks that she's in love with him. And so he applies to be one of her consorts and is one. Um, and then there is um, somebody who is like greatly involved in like the trading industry and um, is actually part of like a secret society. And so he is able to kind of like go across the shadows and like find out information for her um there is the mercenary prince so he is like head of a mercenary group um and he joins and then there is kind of like a friend of the family kind of guy who um seems very like weak and bookish but you find out that he um has also been kind of working in the shadows and may be a double agent for it seems like his loyalties are with her but he's he was working with her half brother at some point mm -hmm. and then there is somebody from like a high status family who we're not really sure like where his value add is in my opinion he like was supposed to be the only consort and so his feelings are hurt that he's not like the sole consort and most of his stuff is revolving around like him learning to be a good lover <laughs> That's right. But um, she's not interested in like a physical relationship with any of these men. Um, 
like she has them around and they're they're really more like figureheads in the sense of like she needs to have a man in the house to make it look like she's trying to produce an heir but she's like yeah I'm good um that's gonna be a no from me so those are the these these five men um, um and there's like a there's, secret six one I know I'm gonna get to it okay God, sorry. it's my story let no. me tell it my way Miss tell it so good Mary Frances over there um so I don't drama. so um there's these five there's these five um original members of the harem and um they've all like served purposes in some ways um some more than others um but they find out that dark magic is going on like there's um assassination attempts there's like they're trying to figure out what's going on with what happened with her father's death all these things and they they're able to tie it back to dark magic of some kind so they contact the church um and one of like the grand maesters that's not what it's called that's what game of thrones but like one of the like higher ups in the church comes and he's like we are going to go get the like head of the church to come and he kind of lives in secret because like everybody's trying to kill him because he's oh the great mage i'm gonna go get the great mage bring him back tell him what's going on because he needs to be informed of the situation um the cleric goes and is murdered like very quickly so they know well i don't know okay there are spies amongst us <laughs> there are people keeping an eye on me and there's a reason that they don't want me to find the great sage mage whichever one the great sage sage is for smudging whatever um they don't want him brought here <laughs> mm-hmm. so she has a they don't want him brought here she gets this secret letter that's like i'm gonna come to your party um meet me outside at like midnight or whatever and like we'll discuss like what you need to discuss um party rolls around mage shows up mage is hot as fuck fights off like people trying to kill him trying to kill her they have this whole interaction and he joins the party and is like i want to be part of your harem and so she gets a sixth member of the harem and he is like ready to get down he's like all right i'm part of your harem here is my naked body <laughs> she's like whoa 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 like you're here for like um magic investigation purposes like this is <laughs> this, <way> only. <laughs> this isn't what uh, and so it's, it's so funny like these men are like trying to do their duties as like members of the consort and um she's like yeah your duty is to like help me sneak out or help me garner information on things and like super not interested in this um this is gonna be a, a spoiler for season two so like bear with me um i have been suspicious of her biological brother the entire season i have been suspicious and i as like this return and we were going to talk i was going to talk about this last week record um and so it was like (laughs) um i was going to talk about how i think that he's playing her and i was right so at the very end of season one, um, she makes a discovery, that makes a discovery that sends her out of her territory to go investigate what could be a magic source. And she and a knight go with her and they go and find 
this um, mask that allows you to change your appearance. So you literally, you just stick the mask on and you can look like a different person. Holy shit, that's um, kind of OP. Yeah. So she arrives back in the kingdom and there is somebody disguised looking exactly like her. Oh, I hate that And shit. her brother has been like, be on the lookout. There's like dark forces coming, trying to like sabotage her. And so when she walks in and there's two of them, he's already play- laid the groundwork that the actual queen, the actual emperor, like, gets hunted um so fucking called it um at least one of the members of the harem knows something's wrong because he can tell the difference between people based off of their smell he is like she doesn't smell like the emperor and um she goes in the emperor goes in like in disguise she uses magic to disguise herself she goes in she becomes a handmaid and um this particular member of the harem always calls her master and to the woman in disguise as the emperor he called her like your highness or whatever and so that was like the signal of like i know that she's a liar because he mm-hmm. calls her the wrong name and then they meet up in the meet up afterward and he was like i know it's you like based off of your smell like you smell different <laughs> she was like okay <laughs> okay you freak glad i kept you around <laughs> um and now they're trying to work together to figure out like what um item she had the fake emperor emperor has on her that is allowing her to change her appearance because um she's obviously like all right so a good ally thank goodness she has one yeah and she did um she she's telling the story in flashback for this part of season two so she's actually currently in her former lover's territory um hiding so something they weren't fully successful is what I'm I'm gaining from that information. That's like if she's in hiding, this didn't work out how they wanted it to. Um and it's gonna get interesting, I think. Mm-hmm. But I I like it. It gives you a good bit of you get a combination of like the awkward like romance bits, and then you get um magic and then you get like this mystery of what's going on and I think it's going to be good and I mean the remarried princess is written so well yeah. and the story is so good that I'm really confident that this continued comic is going to be great um so yes questions uh tell me your thoughts about her guard that's actually who I was referencing oh. as the secret sixth guy because oh. I kind of got into this guy um I got to the point right at the secret letter and the cleric was murdered. So I'm glad that he joined yes. the harem, but like, um, everyone's going goo goo gaga over this guard. And I, <laughs> when you were like, I'm suspicious of, and I was like, this guard, I'm, I'm suspicious, I'm of, suspicious of the bodyguard. Yes. I, I don't know if it's, he's just, uh, too controlling and feels entitled to her because he's been around her for so long. Or if he has this weird, like, possessive, we're the ones who are meant to be because our skill sets are A+, and we're, like, dominators, or if it's, like, he's actually interested in her. Yeah, so there's a knight who is kind of, like, her personal assistant slash bodyguard. Um, They have been together, like, all through childhood. They're sparring partners. Um, 
he is like very protective but she is like I think she's wary of everyone like I don't think she fully trusts him because there are things that like he's not privy to like she left her territory without telling him that's true um so she he I'm still trying to figure out I think they might be great they're I think he was a distractor from her brother um as like oh he's controlling like he he he's coming across as like controlling but he can't really control her because like she's the emperor so yeah. like he has opinions but they don't really fucking matter because she's gonna do whatever she wants at the end of the day um but i think i think it's a pretty common trope in this sense of like just like the this character who's like friendly and outgoing and cool um starts taking an interest in other people this person who was like a friend for a long time feels like they've missed their chance to be a lover and it feels scorned for no fucking reason like there's no entitlement there like people talk about getting friend zoned and it's like I kind of hate the friend zone talk because it's like oh no I wanted you as a friend like what is like that's not a lower I mean I guess you can think of it as a lower status in the sense of like you're not hanging out with me every day and like it's not like the same kind of intimacy but I think friendship is like a really like powerful strong connection and for it to be considered less than um a romantic relationship is a little um diminishing like yeah i think that that probably just depends on people's priorities right because some people really do prioritize that romantic love do i think it's how they no i think you need to have a nice spread because you know if you're monogamous or not one person is not gonna do it all like take care of every single need for yourself so yeah interesting i definitely wanted your take on him um good to know about the brother fuck siblings back in this time like god damn Uh, yeah that's a that's a really interesting um like thing that i feel like doesn't i mean there's like i think sibling competition like still exists but it's definitely different when you're like inheriting stuff but what's weird about her brother is that he was going to inherit and then he stepped down so like i really don't know what the play was here unless he wants their half sibling to be the one in charge unless the half sibling is in disguise as her brother that could be cool so so that's the other thing is so now that we've established that you can like change what you look like with magic like no one's anyone no one's anyone that's Uh, what a scary scary time to be alive because like you just like go to sleep and now we go (laughs) i mean you could back then too but like extra if someone's magically yeah parading around yeah well and i and i do always like i'm not 100 convinced that like magic in some form doesn't exist but then it's like okay 
what what is what was considered like magic back in the day might have just been science yeah. <laughs> um so who who knows but i do i do love a fantasy um existence um i think that is that is nice so i've been trying to um you know i i love my romances but been trying to have them be like multi-dimensional so it's not just like who do i have it's like mm someone's trying to poison me uh, <laughs> and i'm in love with five people six, in love with six actual people, people. <laughs> um yeah so the, you may also like uh tower of the of god i don't know if you uh read that one. i've actually never read tower of god it's come across my um like recommendations a lot but i could not tell you anything yeah, about it's it like it's been running for years and it's been like yes. a top performing one for years so it just makes these like you may also like lists a lot um the other one that's on here is your throne which <laughs> i think i read the first chunk and it's kind of very similar in the sense of like um you can change what you look like so there's two characters kind of like vying for this one um person or position status in society and um one of the characters like switches bodies with her counterpart so um definitely another one of those like romance romance like who is who kind of um stories and then <laughs> it's one of those titles where you're like why but the one that i'm actually gonna talk about next episode is also on the may also like list for this and it's called my in-laws are obsessed with me <laughs> <laughs> it's still like the um like regency era um regency era romance somebody dies and goes back in time <laughs> there's curses there's poison um we love curses and poison so um we'll talk about that one in depth i've actually stayed up until like 1 a.m uh this morning reading it because it's so good so we'll talk about it next week once i finished it completely which will be ta-da um but <laughs> that is my, i'm gonna log off this and go do that um but yeah that's my that's my comic of zoe all of these are haven't read any of the recommended ones just from reading Men of the Harem, I just feel like Alphatar has a little special something in their formula that yeah. makes this um bearable is such a rude, strong word, but like um I it shouldn't want, work. I want yeah, it shouldn't work. It wants it makes me want to their writing makes me want to suspend my disbelief and be like, yes. Yes, there's magical in this the country going under political unrest and uh, this family did exist. Like, I don't know. My in-laws are obsessed with me. I just like, it's hard for me to care. It's just so, I don't know. The, I have a bias and preference towards Alpha Tart, right? Because we've read The Remarried Empress and I've started um, the Meta Harem. But when you have translations of works like my in-laws are obsessed with me and you have summaries they really slant my opinions and like exactly like operation true love i'm like i really have to go in and dig in to see if it's worth it um yeah i don't know sometimes i think it's just popularity that gives the recommendations like you said but sometimes it's related things and i'm like oh are these 
Yeah. And that was the thing. I was like, relating. I was like, this looks so stupid. I was like, it was like, um, we were talking about another one recently where I was like, God, I like, don't even want to say the title because it's a little embarrassing, but like, (laughs) when it's really good, it's like, okay, well, what was like the stepfather was it the one where she like writes the book and then like falls into it and like falls oh in- well the, yeah there's the um my first night with the duke but the title is yeah, not like awesome, that one terrible but like the storyline you're like okay um what's happening um I don't remember what it's called um step um stepmother stepmother that's what it is Step. tricked into becoming the heroine oh, stepmother, stepmother. <laughs> yes. wow you read that don't you i do and i did and i think i talked about it on the podcast but maybe i haven't yet no, um season one finished oh, in july of 2022 it um it was a webtoon suggestion on one of my um got it got it I probably talked about it a little bit um that one is (laughs) that one's a little bit of a guilty pleasure but it's like kind of self-referential so it's like haha we get it like the author who wrote all these like sexy men for this harem this reverse harem like gets dropped in it but like there's a time hop so the main character isn't even an adult yet in the author's story um, she's a kid and the author becomes her stepmother because she falls in love with the dad which is a character she also wrote who's like not really fall in love withable um but you learn and grow right it's not enemies to lovers but um yeah <laughs> there's some really interesting plot lines out there y'all for webtoons yeah. so you can really out there pretty specific with your favorite tropes and storylines yeah. if you're like trying to transition from fan fiction or even just like other fiction intuition yeah i think those i think those kinds of topics are like very like fan fiction adjacent Mm -hmm. um which is kind of which is fun you know it's fun yeah i'll just live in our fantasies just live in our fantasies oh my god my My bounce card threw off my lighting Elizabeth like brought her knees up she has a little like white blanket on and she just looks like a dark shadow behind this like, her white <laughs> knees um and I was like please in the chat I was like please put your knees down um auto zooms auto adjustment settings 10 out of 10 like wow yeah figuring out something technological every episode you guys thought we forgot we did not we did a whole mic setup before this we set up our mics before the call um what look at us look at us grow um yeah I didn't like take down any other notes that were interesting to me other than the dear Maria test and that one's like so good I feel like I don't really have anything else to say yeah guys um Thanks for joining. Catch you next time. Where's my off button? Stop. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this episode of Happy Rainbow Fun Time. You can find us on social media, YouTube, Patreon, and Zazzle with the handle HRF Time. 
We have mugs, shirts, and sweaters available on our web store. And we now have a new Patreon tier where you will receive exclusive content of our pre-show warm-up, some fun side stories, uh, just a little bit of extra content of just me and Elizabeth being goobers. Thank you to our current patrons, Richard Wiggles and Will Nova. We cannot wait to come back next episode. Thanks, y'all. Bye. Bye.